it's your girl Hannah Hustle. It's Tylee. And this is the I Know That's Right podcast. Are we saying that? Or are we just, I don't know. I would like to get it at the same time, but okay. this is our first episode. So yeah. The I, run, the I Know That's Right podcast, you guys are listening in live on our first day. Um, just want to take a couple seconds here is that I kind of rehearsed this before I left the house. Um, yeah. And I actually wanted to give a shout out to Tylee. It's hard calling her Tylee, to be honest with y'all. But um, I wanted to give a shout out to her because um, this started out as something that I wanted to do earlier this year. Um, and she kind of a little bit inspired, you know, inspired me last year when she did her, when she released her stuff for her podcast. And I was thinking that I should get into it, but um, I didn't know who she was. And I think I approached you about um, being a co-host when you first dropped your like episode with Kwashina and all of them. Yeah. And this was a long time ago. But I wanted to co-host with her because she was looking for another co-host. But I didn't have um, like the time, and I was, you know, I was I just had a baby and stuff, so it was rough. But um, you know, God kind of brought us together, anyway, um, on some fate type shit. So um, yeah, I just wanted to give her a shout out for that. I really appreciate that. I even just really appreciate you being here because that's probably like the hardest part about being in the podcast like field because it's new. Not everybody wants to talk or wants to talk on a platform for people to have an opinion on your opinion or to yeah. give feedback or even people have the personality to hold to hold weight in that space or to right. even carry themselves in that space. So it's just like I appreciate your contribution to what mm. we're doing and what Thank we created you. so far too. Yes. Um should we get into trending topics? Let's get into trending topics. <laughs> okay, so the first one we have is rappers that have been facing fed time this week. Yes. The first person we have is um, Chicago rapper G, G Herbo, Lil Herb, however yes. you know him. Yes. And um, if you guys are tuned in to Gossip Blog, Shade Room, or wherever, I'm yes. sure you have seen the news about um, him facing fed time in regards to scamming charges, yes. which aren't out of the norm for, for Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> It was not abnormal. Yes. The only thing mm-hmm. was like, I listened to a lot of Herb, and I ain't heard I not one scamming bar. He ain't talk about no card, not no line, not no fake ID, not no CPN. Did you go over more stuff? Like, did you listen to his music more once he got indicted, or did you I, just I listened listen to, to enough of Herb where yeah. I feel like I don't, don't even have to. He yeah. talks about PTSD, people dying, people yeah. getting shot, and you know, yeah, I listened to some and, of that people stuff. In, in, in that regard, you never hear mm. anything about that. Not even about his friends who may be doing that and yeah. knowing he has them. So and that's to me is like a red flag. Like you ain't never yeah. talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I think that is too. I was gonna say that's why I asked you um if you listen to any more of his music once he got indicted, because you will hear stuff like that and people that are like not really because that's how you know I would say that he I wouldn't say is guilty until proven innocent, but it, 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 it makes the area he ain't want to step say, into right. or bring no spotlight yeah, to. Like that's that don't what, got nothing to do with me. That's what and makes me think that it could possibly be true. For what me, do you think? Well, because we do have the indictment paperwork, at least mm-hmm. a portion of it in front of us from like what we've been seeing, what we've been reading is we've been watching it since 2016 mm-hmm. or they've been watching them since 2016, right. 2017. And they have like... Um, and I don't know where they are getting screenshots and Instagram messages from. So I don't know if that's because someone else was caught and decided to tell mm-hmm. or it was an informant mm-hmm. or even, you know, nothing. Has you- G Herbo or his camp got into it with anybody lately? I haven't seen anything on no, that. No, the only thing that has happened is 6 9 Oh, <laughs> right. to jail a long yeah. time ago, which... Mm, that doesn't really... It, it, yeah, it's too far apart yeah. to be like they're related. But for me, is 
I don't think he's going to do major time behind this. I don't think that he's going to do major time behind this either. To it, be honest, it's with a you. white collar crime. Yes, it's, it's not mm. something that's out of the the norm. And then you also got to think about the money that's behind him. Like mm-hmm. although there are these scamming charges, yep. he also just made the thirty before thirty, and yep. that's off your taxes. He can't make that off of scam money or money that's not legitimate. They're exactly. Checking that, combing through that before mm-hmm. they put you on the Forbes, they're going to make sure that you deserve to be there. So absolutely, I think he has the money to afford a defense. Absolutely, to get him off this. What? And I also think. That his manager may probably take the rap for it just because mm-hmm. most of these charges are things where I'm like, if you were my t- manager, Tanisha, I'm like, Tanisha, I want to buy my girlfriend a dog. The manager go buys the dog, but the manager, instead of using your money or whatever income, right. he's using a fake ID and a fake credit card. I just feel like it's been through too many hands for it to lead back up to him being, the, and the fact that he's the face of it basically because he's like the most famous on his camp, it kind of sucks for him because- He's going to be the one that not necessarily goes down, but the one that's put on the spotlight. Because when you say his manager, I don't even know what his manager looks like. I don't know who, who he works with. I don't know any of that stuff. So for me, I'm just looking at him and this these are his charges. But I heard there was a number of people that they're charging in his camp for yeah. this stuff. Yeah, there's there's multiple people. It's not a lot of them as compared to Casanova, Nova. yeah, who's in it, and it's like eighteen people. Yeah, and that's I heard. drugs, murder, right? like <laughs> like a real a real Rico yeah. case. This yeah. is, this is something that's more simple. Like I would compare what G Herbo's going through to the people who are going through paying for their children to get into college. Like it's that oh, kind yeah. of thing. Like yeah. you know, like although it is stealing money and maybe large amount of money, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. not the same as taking lives or selling drugs. So now that we're on that subject. How do you figure her getting, I think it was like a month or 30 days in prison, and they were doing the admissions scandal, getting their kids into college, doing all of that stuff, which technically it's not paper money on the end, but it is costing someone money. So how do you feel it's different if they do try to like railroad him opposed to what they did and they only got, some of them didn't get any jail time? Well- in the situation with the people who are paying who are paying for their children to get into college mm-hmm. without the proper credentials, yes, mm-hmm. that's unfair to people who belong in schools right. who could have got a scholarship. But as far as doing jail time, yeah. I don't believe that woman needed to be in jail for doing for getting her for paying her hard earned money to get her child into school. What? No, I feel like the only backlash about that is is because if it would have been a black woman, she would have mm-hmm. done years in jail. Mm-hmm. There are there have been women a black woman who have been sentenced to years in jail for just lying about their neighborhood. Right. And that's where I feel like, why doesn't she get any jail time? But if overall, if they were going to sentence black women, white women, Mexican women, everybody the same to right. months or whatever in jail. Mm-hmm. No, I just want my kid to get a good education. Mm-hmm. And even if they're a little silly, right. you know, <laughs> I want them to be able to go to the right school. school right. Yeah. But so you if, think that they're, that you think that I don't mean to cut you off, but you think that her, um, her intentions were in the right place. And you think that makes all of the difference? Um, no, not her intention. Not, not that they were in the wrong place. It's your child. For right. my child, if I had the money, I'm going to pay whatever. Oh, right. It, it, how much does it cost for him to get into Harvard? I have that easily. Okay, I'll pay it, you right. know? But the only reason I feel like it was a thing is because her doing that got her one month versus mm. if I did that, I could have gotten five, it 10, didn't. 50 years in exactly. jail. And that's the problem, not right. the act of it. If it was equal for everybody, I don't think mm. no one, no matter your your employment level, your income, or your... like. The, your color or anything, you don't deserve jail time. Maybe like a little misdemeanor, a right. slap on the wrist. But jail, that's a miserable, terrible thing. I feel like there's only few people in the world that deserve that. Like, mm. not few people, 
few categories of, of crime that deserve mean. that. So yeah. killers, rapists, pedophiles. Type shit. Terrorists. Them type of people. Terrorists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. And it depends on where you're terrorizing because... Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think all terrorists. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> let's not get into war crime. <laughs> yeah. But um, that is pretty much okay. So Casanova, let's let's cover him really quick before we move on. Um, the Casanova case is says, something. Um, Brooklyn rapper Casanova yeah. surrendered to the police in Manhattan Wednesday night after being among eighteen <laughs> alleged gang members mm-hmm. named Tuesday in an indictment on various racketeering, murder, narcotics firearm and fraud offenses in New York City. Yeah. So I personally don't think he, like in G Herbal's case. This is something like how 6 9 and his gang went down yeah. there, right? Yeah, and they're big on that in New York. And yeah. I don't know the whole culture of hip-hop police, but just mm-hmm. with hip-hop starting in New York, I'm sure that's then, where hip-hop police started with Tupac, Biggie. Also, and, the stuff that happened as far as the war on drugs in New York, too. When and I feel like that's came. a big thing. And even with this, I feel like this is directly um, in relation to 6 9 He may mm-hmm. not have told directly on Casanova, but he told on somebody who told, told on, on somebody. somebody who's connected to that. It's just okay. like so many people are going to be picked up and brought yeah. into interrogation rooms in For regards sure. to what he told. He told on Cardi B, Jim yeah. Jones, a whole bunch of people who have nothing to do with nothing who are connected to a hundred other people. So yeah, this Cardi case, B said, uh, I don't know this man. <laughs> like, excuse me? What? But but even even with the 6 9 situation, which is something else I want to talk about today, is people mm-hmm. don't really understand what he was offered. And I don't know the exact name, but the deal he was offered is that he needed to go into court and tell every single crime he was committed, involved in, or knew about. And if he forgot one thing or forgot to tell about one thing that the court or the people defending the state knew about, his deal was off the table. Mm. So I think that's why he said all that miscellaneous stuff about Cardi being Jim Jones because he didn't want the he didn't want the defense to be like, oh, I think you knew about Jim Jones doing this. So we're taking the deal off the table. Go mm. do 50 years in jail. That's why then those are that's a, a stature and I can't think of the name right now that is she's in New York. Not in any any way like con, like any I don't, maybe she's not connected to 6ix9ine, but yeah. it's a crime he knew about. So picture mm. how and then you gotta think of 6ix9ine because I don't know if you watch his Hulu documentary. He mm-hmm. proved to have been someone who's very desperate for fame or just Absolutely. desperate for attention in that's general. Sure. So I, I feel like he would be just as desperate to be free and continue to pursue that, you know? Yeah. So I, I think when they told him tell everything, he he would have told on me if he knew I stole a candy bar from the grocery store. He's like, I can't do jail for nobody. Tyra, yeah. Tyra, Tyra stole $50 worth of food from y'all. You know, I feel like he would have did that. I just feel like um, at the end of the day, when people are going in for these type of cases, and I can't really speak on my personal experience because I've never been arrested for a crime like that. Never have been really arrested for anything outside of a traffic ticket. But... Um, I can say that I feel like at the end of the day, no matter what type of deal you took, you there's some stuff that you were not a part of. There's some stuff that you did not see. There's some stuff that is just hearsay and that does nothing for the courts. So by you bringing up that, that type of stuff. That's what you think about the court, but New York yeah. courts are grimy. Grimy as fuck. So they want to know anything because so, know. the second you go into a court and say, so if I was to go into a court for my own case and I would be like, but Tanisha sells, sells drugs, they may not be able to do anything to you at that very moment, but mm-hmm. they can take that as, no, oh, Tanisha sells drugs. Let's watch her to try to find something to catch her on that. Right. So he, made a, he may have said a lot of things that weren't 
valuable to the case at hand. Yeah. But he said a lot of things that were valuable to the court in general. So, okay, let's go put our eyes on these people and see what they're doing. Yeah, it so really did make a difference, though, as far as Cardi B and that, in, in her own regards go. It, it did because her, her best friend is facing real jail time. But she's been, she's just got out of prison for doing the things that she was doing. So, I mean, but really you don't not, think it brought new spotlights to that stuff? And I really personally know. feel like 6 I feel like New York is put, already on. Like, they've been, anything that he said, I really feel like should have just been in with his own group but like you said I really don't know how the New York City courts work um but as far as her and clearly it didn't do anything I mean her money is legal like you know what I'm saying anything that you say that she could have done years ago or when you hear about this and that it really doesn't make a difference for her specifically and I mean maybe Star but Star has already done time behind stuff stuff like this so at the end of the day I mean does it really make a difference maybe to New York City courts but does it really make a difference in the like real world Probably not. For me, I think 6ix9ine was put in that position to do what he did, is to put in that position to infiltrate some kind of game to get information as far as hip-hop goes. Because people who are in law enforcement, they may have- People were already not even in cahoots with 6ix9ine before he got locked up because he's such a troller. So who are who are you really telling on? No, it's not about who he's telling on. It's about the hip-hop police in general. So when 6ix9ine went in court and explained what certain lingo meant, like- on documentation as that's like certified. Stuff that they already know. No, it's not stuff they already know. It's not stuff that they already know in a legal statement to 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 reiterate. You're crazy and so, if, to you hold, if you think police uh, don't okay, know certain so, stuff so, like that. So You're crazy. Me, no, they know stuff like that, but they don't have it on a documented form. So it's one thing for me to tell you, um, your means what's up, you know, versus for me to be on a court, raise my hand under oath and say, your means what's up. So now you have a documentation of what this words means. So now if I go into a song and say that you can bring me to court, say, oh, you said this and this means this. And we know that because it was said under oath in court. Mm -hmm. So it's one thing to know something by hearsay or belief or whether it's a lie or the truth when you go under oath. Now that's facts. I just don't really really want to spend too much time on 6ix9ine either because, I mean, it doesn't, he doesn't serve a purpose in my conversation. That is true. <laughs> we were talking about Casanova. But, so uh, but let's the only talk thing with Casanova that. is, is that I think that this is a very serious case. I don't know what his involvement is or not. I don't even really know much about the case outside of the charges. Mm-hmm. I, um, I'm i very, like, nervous for him because I didn't listen to much of his music, but his social media persona mm-hmm. and his relationship with his wife were very, like, you know, admirable. It was nice to see, um, I screenshotted his wife's yeah, um, seen that. Instagram, his, post, yeah, Instagram post, and she made just a long post about like what they <laughs> go through and stuff like that. Do you think you would be able to stand by somebody's side who are facing these kind of charges? It depends. I feel like um, if a, if I knew what I was getting myself into and I knew everything that he was doing and he was good to me while he was out, then yeah. But I feel like if... I didn't know the things that he was doing and he put me in predicaments that I didn't know about. I mean, it could go either ways because some some men say, oh, if I don't tell you nothing, you don't know nothing. And then some people are like, I'm just telling you so that you know what you're getting yourself into. And that makes more and that makes sense to me on that side. Tell me what I'm getting myself into so I can make a choice. So if I knew what I was what I was getting myself into already, and he was good to me while he was out of prison, then yes, I'm gonna stand by him. But if you was one of them dog ass niggas who was cheating, who was fucking bitches, getting bitches pregnant, all that shit that you that niggas be having going on, that we know niggas be having going on. Then no, I'm probably not gonna yeah, stick by I'm you. Not gonna, I'm already miserable while you're here. No. <laughs> and then also you don't brought me into a whole bunch of bullshit that I didn't even know about. Don't think so, sir. Sorry. I'm in the same boat. I think yeah. for me though, I will I will always extend friendship though, regardless oh, of, of whether we're together or not. I know plenty I, I, of females that did that. Yeah, I was like, I'll extend friendship. Yeah. But like I don't know if I could always extend a relationship. Absolutely not. You know, like and there's a time limit on that. Like if, mm. if if there's heavy time, like I think I got like three, five years in me on but if you get Facts. more than that. 
Facts. with friends. I can't Facts. be on some. Yeah. I think that my it, life is even if it did depend, like I think that, like you said, the time limit situation, I think that it goes back to that too, because even if I did know you were a good man to me while you were out of prison and I knew what I was getting myself into, they sentenced you to 15 years, baby. Look at here. <laughs> I can keep them books. I can cook, I keep them books fed, have a, and come visit you with the kids. But I mean, as far as a like romantic relationship, we gotta be realistic here. Mm-hmm. Like But I feel like most people who who most men who are real men who get in those situations, they don't have them expectations. They mm-hmm. expect maybe the support, the 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 mental support, mm-hmm. the maybe responding to letters or yeah. emails, however that works. Mm-hmm. You know, but like as far as not talking to anybody, they rather, you know, what I don't know won't hurt me type situation because I don't think anyone really thinks I will hope that not. someone's out in the world for years on yeah. years. Because niggas is alone. not, they're not, um, they're definitely not holding no bitch down. That's for sure. And that's the thing about, but I mean, we can't, I guess we can't speak to that because lots of women don't get locked up for serious charges and be having they niggas and stuff. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. It's different. Like it's the ones that do. The incarceration rate with women is but way higher. have you ever so. watched a woman in jail documentary? Them women don't be having nobody to call, nobody to talk to, but they yeah. family. They don't mm-hmm. be having men at home waiting yeah. on them. Facts. I'm talking about, I was even watching 60 Days In. This woman is doing a <laughs> fake bid and her husband don't even want to talk to her. I'm fucking Like he, he knows she's coming home in 60 days He's right. he don't want to wait. talk to her. <laughs> he, he, he knows she didn't do no real crime. He knows. And I try he, not to watch 60 days in because my my one of my former exes he um asked me like hey have you seen like love after lockup and I'm like no but then he started telling me about all of the incarceration as far as men go and you know the stuff that have, they have women and that they talk to pen pals that they use money for and stuff like that mm-hmm. so does it is it really necessary for me to hold a nigga down when y'all got dumb bitches out there like that not really it's not dumb and it also depends about like the access I mean it depends on how you look at it <laughs> that a person has to like so for me I feel like I'm in a pretty secure relationship I don't mm-hmm. know how easily he'll be able to just have people writing him in jail I think if easily he, if he had if, I've seen it but if I'm the only person you've been with and I'm the, one of the only people that you can give your Facebook password to I'm not gonna make a Facebook post for you Send me letters. Girl, no. I think I don't think you really know how the prison system works. Like my baby dad, we're like we're not together and we haven't been together since my daughter was two. But um unfortunately he is incarcerated and he's doing eight out of twelve. So with that, he has females that he never really even talked to on the outside who send him money, send him pictures, married women who send him money, send him pictures, females that I know that are in relationships that fit, that send him pictures, send him money, things like that. And these are real facts. Real facts. So, I mean, I'm just saying. That's so there's weird. Fem- it, it's weird. It does seem weird from the outside, but there are females who never touched a man, who have never talked to a man he, while he was on the streets that send them money and also send them pictures and give them conversation. So, it may seem weird to us on the outside because we're like, mm, that's weird. But it really are bitches. It's really bitches like that. And you bitches are sick. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, let's move on though. Our next topic was <laughs> True Kitchen in Houston. Um, I don't mm. know if you've seen the video of the mm-hmm. chef um, basically, you know, kind of stopping the party in yep. his restaurant and saying, like, you know, this is a black owned business. Behave we yourself we, as we such. appreciate, you know, your business being mm-hmm. here, but mm-hmm. can y'all stop twerking, mm-hmm. treat yourselves like black queens, so forth and so on? Mm-hmm. You were on the other fence at first. I'm in the middle mm-hmm. because I was on the other fence as just like because. Certain establishments you go into and behave a certain way. Absolutely. So um, 
we when I at first glance it looked as black people feeling like because they're in a black environment I can behave in this way mm -hmm. and someone feeling like no I'm trying to have it a different environment and my skin complexion doesn't mean that this is how I behave, you know? Right. But just looking more into it, I didn't realize that he was serving say slushies out of a say bottle. Yeah. I didn't know there was a live DJ. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that this was um, a not even a sister restaurant, mm -hmm. but a stolen sister restaurant to another restaurant in Houston whose atmosphere and ambiance is, you know, Sunday, yeah, Sunday turn up brunch. Right. So it kind of changes my outlook mm -hmm. on the situation some, mm -hmm. but at the same time, I feel like once he said that, though, he didn't say anything disrespectful to me. No. He, he, he just let you guys know that this is my establishment and the ambiance mm -hmm. I want to set, regardless of the music that you I'm playing, mm -hmm. is this. And Absolutely. if you don't like that, I don't need your business. And he's not wrong for saying mm -hmm. that. But I think he, it's all about the context of how he said it. Yeah, he, you know he kind of was degrading them mm -hmm. that, oh, if you behave this way, that that's less than me and I'm not allowing that right. in that in this space. It's kind of how he came That was my problem off. with the situation. It was like... Okay, you're like you said, he didn't say anything hurtful, harmful. He didn't cuss them out. He didn't use profanity, anything like that. But I feel like it was the way that he said it in a belittling tone. Like, you know what I'm saying? Act like this. Like, like he was almost like berating them or like chastising them. You know what I'm saying? I think he brought up slavery. Like he, he did a whole it was a, a whole lot, like a, a dad lecture. Right. In, like like you're almost like, like you're chastising someone like you're their parent. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And like you said, just because they they his ambience and that type of stuff in his in his uh, establishment is get ratchet, you know, Sunday brunch, then, I mean, do you go and put signs up saying no twerking? Like, do you do you go up? I feel like you should set the setting for that. But mm -hmm. I, I, but for me personally, music doesn't doesn't push how I act. Me um, so We can't speak for everybody saying that. Though. Yeah. A comment I made on Twitter, which has got, like, different feedback, is, mm -hmm. like, someone um, made a status, like, I don't think he said nothing wrong. Y'all don't go into other to steakhouses acting like that. I'm like, yeah, mm -hmm. people don't go into Ruth Chris twerking. But then someone was like, is Ruth Chris paying future? And I'm like, it's not. But if they were, I'm still not going to stand up on their couches and start twerking because of the music they're Well, playing. I don't act like that anyhow in public. Let's just put that out there. Uh, I don't twerk in environments like that. Like, the, I think the most ratchet I've ever gotten, like, a food setting was at the U-Bar in Atlanta. And they have that type of environment and where I'm they want you to get up and twerk. They want you to get up and ride the bull. They want you to get up and do stuff like that. So, I mean, I could say that in that context. But as far as that situation specifically, I feel like he could have handled things a lot differently. I feel like he could have spoke to them afterwards and was like, hey, you know, can y'all cool it next time y'all come here? I appreciate y'all business, but next time y'all come here, can y'all, you know. Yeah, he didn't have to make a behave yourself house in a different way. Yeah. Like, like in front of everybody. And people was eating their food like, okay. Yeah. So like, at this point, you're chastising somebody and basically belittling her. So, I mean, are you even, are you better or are you worse? What was most interesting to me was the tweets I found about the situation basically saying that the person who owns True Kitchen stole the whole idea because mm -hmm. Taste Kitchen and Bar was, I guess, the first location that he co-opened with somebody and they were in some kind of disagreement, whether it was financial or morally, where he decided to ha branch off and have his own restaurant. Mm -hmm. But he had no little to none financial investment in the other location. So just because he had some involvement, he yeah. kind of took the whole idea and opened it up on his own. And I'm like, I don't know. Okay. I mean, does that really play a part in anything? Does it, is that really relevant? Probably not. To you know me, what I'm saying? Not me. To me, it's just like, how are you going to steal something and be mad at how people are behaving in a restaurant that you, it's not your flagship. So it's like, 
me opening a Chuck E. Cheese and for adults, but mm-hmm. expecting people not to bring their kids. Every other Chuck E. Cheese is for kids, so why would I think only adults are going to come here? You know. But see, I would think about that has differently though, because like Chuck E. Cheese is like a chain restaurant that's everywhere. So, but that's like, essentially what he was doing. Mm-hmm. All he did was instead of taste, it's true. It's still mm-hmm. even still a tea. I mean, I wouldn't look at. Do I feel like that relate like that related statement is like? Completely, should that completely no, overshadow? It has to, no, it has Not to. Really. No, it has to do with how people come in there behave because they've been into a restaurant who they assume is associated with this brand as right. well and know how to behave in here. So, so I mean, just because you assume shit, I mean, it kind of makes the ass out of yourself. No, you no. know. I'm just saying. I don't really care. But I do, I do not I do not support the way that he went about it. Do I think that anything that he said was wrong? No. But do I think that his delivery was not on point? Yes, I do. And that concludes and that And I also situation. felt that his response to all of the social media backlash was very corny. <laughs> the Instagram post says, special announcement. After conducting a thorough investigation, <laughs> we have found like to, that the spices, like that. seasoning, and recipes of the food mixed with the magic of our chefs are what's making a few guests want to twerk. We have had numerous discussions on the matter and have agreed that we will not change our spices, seasoning, and recipes or culinary magic. However, we can't allow standing and seats and twerking regardless. We do not encourage, oh, we do encourage all to come to True Kitchen and cocktails, enjoy the music, enjoy the vibe, and be careful when you're eating our tasty food. I mean, that is true, though, because once you think about it, you want to want you don't really want anybody up twerking and standing on your tables and stuff and they get hurt. That's fine. But this is I don't feel like this but is I don't the best that... way to address all of the controversy with this corny entendre of a yeah. response to what people are saying, because there's people that are, you know, um, more well versed on this topic in mm-hmm. the interaction he had than me, who had very valuable things to say and valuable points in this like. Mm. Corny dad joke post was not it for me. No. But, I don't know. I just feel like, like I said before, his his delivery was trash. But the concept, though, I disagree with it. Not technically. Yeah, and I don't think it's going to be detrimental to his yeah. restaurant. I think, if anything, he's going to start to attract yeah. the crowd he wants because mm-hmm. there are people who are like that. And even in Minnesota, I think we have environments that are like that. Like even Gold Room. I think what Gold Room now is not what it started off as. I remember mm-hmm. when Gold Room first opened, it was no sneakers. Yeah. Come, come dressed to impress. Mm-hmm. Now I could probably go in Gold Room. I can. And, 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 I have. In a jogging suit. I have. I can't. And before you would, I know people personally who have been turned around, and that's not how it started off. I've never been turned around in Gold Room. I've been that, and that was probably 2018, I think, that I was going into Gold Room. I had sneakers on, a white t shirt, and a jacket, and it had a barbecue stain on it. I remember that specifically because I went to a barbecue before. Um, But yeah. I they did not turn me around. I had an all white t shirt on with a stain on it and some my retro sixes, and they let me in with some jeans. The next topic I wanted to talk about was um, Clubhouse, the mm. app, and just also some of the experience is I had on there. And I know um, I've been on there a little bit more than you, but we both are on the app. And it's seen most of the controversial mm-hmm. conversations together. Mm-hmm. Um, for those who Do are I listening. I think that it's all it's cracked up to be? No. But have you been utilizing it to the max? Have you been in? I have not been using utilizing it to the max, but have I been popping in on conversations? Yes, I have. I think because, well, for those who are listening who don't know what Clubhouse is, it Mm -hmm. is a networking app that started off in Silicon Valley for people who are in the digital um, space and are creating things to communicate with each other Mm -hmm. in a safe and um, personal but non-personal way. So Mm -hmm. it's it's a step 
it's a step, like, I guess, below giving someone your number, but more than inboxing somebody on social media. Social media. So, like, you know, you feel more connected than inboxing somebody, but it's not as close as having their I personal like it's number. it's Teams with a voice. <laughs> it, it is. It, it really is. Microsoft and, Teams with a and, voice. And if you're on, like, Facebook or Twitter, you will see that they have these same kind of features. Um, Do I feel features. like people that are a part of Clubhouse need to feel like they're, like, better than people? No. No. They're crazy. They're crazy. <laughs> they're they're really crazy. And But I think it's because of what it started off to be. Because so mm-hmm. now that we're the on... Inclusive, the inclusive, like, the, the inclusive part of it, it was and, like... And the, uh, the crowd of people who were originally on there, like, even it being one week since you've been on there, mm-hmm. the whole culture of Clubhouse has changed. So my first day on there, I was popping into rooms with people of a stature that, not that I didn't feel like I deserved to be around them, but I didn't have the credentials to be in this room or be a part of this conversation. But because the app was so small and it was so limited, they assumed like, oh, if you're here, you must know what we're talking about or be in on what we're in on, you know? And it's yeah, like- there's some people that still on there, that still be on there talking. You know, Kevin Hart was just on there a couple of days ago talking in a room and then Chet- Chat no, yeah, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, so th- there are those things too, and that's what's really my point is that they're um, this is such an awesome tool for creatives. Because, mm-hmm. but regardless of you being here or being down here, mm-hmm. if you're a creative and you're able to network with other creatives, so much work can be done versus being mm-hmm. on Facebook and networking with everyone. Yeah. Everyone on your social media isn't going to help you progress to the next level. Mm-hmm. But if you're on an inclusive app like Clubhouse, where you think about who you invite, who you follow, what rooms you join that can be a positive thing for your you know your professional journey yeah and I feel like because there's so many celebrities or people and network with other people that once it becomes open to the public it will turn into a troll thing or mm. um the situation you just brought up with Kevin Hart the room was is Kevin Hart funny um and when the room started out it was a group of people discussing Kevin Hart's latest sit, um stand-up comedy and just saying you know they feel like he's not funny they feel like he's too safe and just kind of just discussing how Kevin Hart isn't funny. Yeah, Kevin Hart had a lot to say about people that, you know what I'm saying, had a lot to say about him, is what I should say. Yeah, and, and like I said, I feel like um, the room specifically, I popped in on this room. I think specifically. this was clickbait, and I think they didn't, they didn't realize where they were. Yeah. They're like, it's different mm-hmm. from having this... It's different from making this status on Facebook or Twitter and having this conversation with your friends because Kevin Hart isn't going to see that. Kevin Hart isn't going to chime in on that. The reason I say that they didn't realize is because when in this room, when Kevin Hart came in the room to address them comments, they changed their whole energy. No one in this room, but besides the one woman, was willing to stand on their opinion. Yeah, and I don't. I don't think that they didn't realize where they were because I think that I don't the, think they realized that Kevin Hart. I think could the celebrity had. I think these celebrities have the popped in and out of Clubhouse before we knew about them. I, I think that. Yeah, they have. But do you think when they made, would, would, if you were, a I don't coming, think this was clickbait. I do. I, I do think this think was an up and coming comedian trying to have a conversation, trying to engage with other people on Clubhouse about whether Kevin Hart is funny or not. But he had no that's a serious ed- topic for me. Yeah. That's not really clickbait. But and he I was had- interested in this conversation. That's why I even got, before I even knew what was really going on in this group, before I was, I popped in when Kevin Hart was talking. And before I even realized that he was even in the group, I was already in it because I wanted to hear other people's opinions on what they thought about Kevin Hart because Kevin Hart is corny as fuck. Yeah, he is. Oh, I so, definitely agree with that. But the thing is, is that him this was a Comedian that he had as far as broke motherfuckers don't really care about your opinions. Yeah, get up out of here if you don't really care. So for, eh, I feel like eh, they didn't realize where they eh. were because this was an up and coming comedian. And when Kevin Hart got in the room, he was trying to look for mentorship and things like that. It's one thing to feel like you don't think Kevin Hart is funny and try to have that conversation, but you could have said like, um, I don't think everybody in here didn't say that Kevin Hart wasn't funny though. 
So by everybody saying everybody's keeping that energy, I don't think every speaker in here that said that, said that the, Kevin the Hart moderators, the person who started the room, who mm -hmm. Kevin Hart was addressing because they started the room, mm -hmm. they reneged on everything they said. And I, but besides that though, I just feel like when you're in these spaces, if you, if I was to make a room to discuss comedians, whether they're funny or not, or whether they're being too I would safe, there's a possibility I, that they could come up in that room. But I don't think they I kept the Kevin Hart situation was the first real situation of this of regular mm -hmm. people trying to come up making a room to. Discuss something in the person they're discussing popping in on the room. Like, hey, this they is what had I that thought. That was going to be a possibility, though, on this type of app where these celebrities have popped in and out of rooms and have been a part of rooms. I, 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 I don't think, and I think they did that to get his attention, to be honest with you, because it was a lot of people in that. So is room. it clickbait or is it not? Um, I don't know. Because I think, so I think him saying, is Kevin Hart funny? Just like it caught your attention because you, you think he's not funny. Or it would have caught my attention because I may think he is funny. It's clickbait. And Kevin Hart seemed like, oh, am I funny? Well, I mean, I guess I'm, I'm a million. I'm a multi-millionaire. Yes, I'm funny. You know, and that's how he felt. And that's how he entered the room. It was your time. But at the same, <laughs> but at the same time, though. There's really I, no other... I think that right now. That's the, the thing, but. that when he came into the room, how they were, how they were like, berating him the woman specifically like um every point he made trying to argue him or try to push him into a corner to say the wrong thing where he brought when they were on him about the joke about him calling his daughter a hoe which is funny Be his daughter is a teenage girl who got a different boyfriend every week so in his stand-up he said that my boy my daughter has a different boyfriend every week i see how i, I can see a woman becoming a hoe before my before my eyes not in those exact words but that's funny you're looking at it from a personal standpoint i think he's in the state well i guess nothing's off limits when it comes to comedians yeah because they're that they are who they are and that's their that's their culture but i feel like at the same time that could be compared to the same thing that ti said about his daughter no. you don't yes absolutely you don't go on there saying that you're so that means that people People are assuming that your daughter is fucking a different nigga every week. No, he didn't because he's talking about a little girl. Y'all are y'all are adding too many things on to his mm. statement that he didn't say. He said, my daughter is a talking. A hoe. A hoe. When people think about hoe, they think that they're fucking. Hoes are fucking. Hoes are not he females that are talking that to different niggas. Either way, it was a joke and it was mm. funny and mm. it, it, it was the shock value of a joke and he is a comedian. It was about his family, somebody he loves who he doesn't offend. Me and you say things to mm. each other that people might look like, why is she talking to her like that? Or why yeah, but I wouldn't get that? on. I wouldn't get on stand-up calling my daughter a hoe and saying that she talks to a different nigga every week. And I have a daughter. I have it's two. funny. And he's a comedian. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like, and I feel, and just to the point of comedians, I feel like people try to put too much of a filter on what comedians can and cannot say. It's comedy. Some things that are funny are not the the appropriate thing to say in a room. It's not, it's not something, some things that are funny so are cool offensive. To make, to, so it's cool to make jokes about it's your daughter's sexuality and what she does with her personal time, but it's not funny when Mike Epps said that he had black kids and light-skinned kids. People were also offended about the colorism of the things. I wasn't and offended about that. I wasn't either. I wasn't either. I didn't I didn't really care. People it are offended. No, big I'm thing. just saying in general, whether it's about your daughter, whether it's about but colorism. But right now, I, have, I haven't even heard until just now, but about the colorism stuff that Mike Epps said about his kids, I heard that was spread like wildfire throughout social media because it was it involved colorism. I think people take jokes into too much of a little literal and political view. Like it's a joke. It's just to make you laugh. It's just to to ease your Some mind. Some shit ain't funny. Some so, shit is funny, but it, it just depends. Comedy is an objective thing, but some shit yeah. is funny. I'll be saying some shit to make me laugh, but some when you're a grown funny. man talking about your daughter talking to a nigga, and the it's way he funny. said it was funny to me. 
See, yeah. you know, it the was funny. May, the delivery may be funny, but yes. like, again, okay. But the, the statement in general, yes. If if he was having a regular serious conversation, like yeah, I'm seeing uh-huh. the hoe before my eyes. My daughter talking to a different boy every week. But the the way he said it, it was a joke, and you can tell as much as he talks about his kids, he's talked about his kids in every stand up. So it's obviously a joke. And then if you follow him on social media, you see him being an mm-hmm. active, loving father. So he obviously doesn't think his kids is a hoe or whatever the fuck point is. Okay, but. My point to Clubhouse is (laughs) that it is a great networking site. I just think it's going to be ruined very fastly by people with these clickbait rooms trying to bait on there, really. Except for the scriptings and the people that have on our like Bitcoin rooms, networking hours, and stuff like that. Other than that, I seen rooms Jack Harlow's album covers. What's wrong with hip hop? I seen a room, um, (laughs) like it's just really ridiculous stuff. Another room that I screenshotted was a room of people from the UK who are of African descent. I don't know, do they refer to each other to themselves as black or black whatever? Sure. Um saying are Americans ignorant, referring to black Americans, just stating that uh, when George Floyd died in America mm-hmm. over in UK, you know, they were outraged. But if something like that happened in UK, we wouldn't be outraged. But they we probably also, wouldn't even know about it. We wouldn't know about it <laughs> because you guys follow our culture, are indulged in our music. It's not that we're not ignorant. We're ignorant. We're not exposed, but not even to go into their topic. It's just, it's Mm -hmm. conversations like this, which could be valuable. It's just worded the wrong way. Like what, I feel like a better way to have had this conversation was what causes the division between UK blacks and American blacks Mm -hmm. or US blacks? Not, are they ignorant? Because once you got into the room, that's all they were trying to figure out. What's the division? Why don't we understand each other? Why, what, why is what I'm saying offending you? Or why are you offending me? There was Mm -hmm. another way to have that conversation besides calling someone ignorant. A lot of people from different countries do call Americans ignorant. And that's just not, and not even just blacks, but they didn't just put black, they put our Americans. No, but once you went into the room, they, they were talking it was about, about black people. It, it was a room full of black um, people having a conversation. I do feel people. like um, a lot of countries look at Americans, period, as ignorant, but that's not my problem. <laughs> You're an American, bitch. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, it, no, I am an American for sure, but it's not my problem with other people's outlook on me. Is yeah, I no. can't change it. So. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with them either. They think that we're privileged too. Like we don't have poverty over here, but you know, whatever. Sounds good. On to topics for another day, because for sure, the the last trending topic we have for this week is a little bit. Bitch, more let me announce this one. <laughs> I got this. <laughs> Anyhow, last trending topic that we have is going to be uh, Asian Doll in um, the Vine situation with um, her picture floating around social media. Now, I wanted to talk about this specifically because... <laughs> was it or was it not funny? It was funny. This was, this, funny as fuck. It was It was funny to me because of the backlash that she got from it. Whether she made it or did she not make it, she we made don't know. It. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I'm willing to take that. I'm willing to take that. But I'm willing to say that um, her... I, now... I was telling you the other day that I have never listened to Asian Dolls music specifically. Any mm-hmm. when she came out now till now, I've never missed, listened to her music. But what I can say is that um, her cadence and flow it it does sound a lot like Vaughn. Oh, and I listened to Asian Doll before, so I listened to a couple of her mixtapes, mm-hmm. a lot of her songs. She's always been a harder female rapper. Like she don't rap about sex, she don't rap about being in love, she don't rap about that. She raps about what she's been rapping about, but mm-hmm. her hand movements, mm-hmm. the smoking the blunt, mm-hmm. the doll. Like yeah, it, it's all in favor of Vine. But I think she was doing it. It more... was the video of her doll. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was more of um, what is the word? 
It was the, it like, was the, repl- it was the replies on Twitter that she was getting behind this picture. Oh, yeah. Um, her posting this picture saying, saying, y'all play too much. They're like, you posted that send, shit. It was yeah, sending me. Because she did. Um, I don't do y'all think, think she, that it's weird? Let's 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 engage the 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 audience. Do y'all think that it's weird that um she is totally embodying her ex, by the way, who wasn't even her man when he passed away, her ex through her music, through the way that she's living her life now? Do y'all think that it's weird for a person that is grie- that is grieving an ex or a person that they were in a relationship with and completely embodying them as a person and completely Taking, in this case, he's a rapper, so taking his flow, his cadence, the way he moves, his mannerisms, all of that stuff. Because what you rap about is what you rap about. And that's cool. She may have not been rapping about her pussy and sex and all that other extra shit. But also, she didn't, I don't think that she had that flow in that, how he was saying Bond and all of his she shit. Did, she she had, they had a similar flow. Like, um, I don't know if he like into twin flames and stuff, but that's something I really believe in. Oh, absolutely. In. So, to, to people putting her face on Vine Body, they really do look alike. They really do. She like... <laughs> Like, like, not look alike, but they you have the same me. facial structures. Like, you I can see me. how people can be like, "Oh, y'all look like woo woo," or whatever me. the case may be, mm-hmm. or even like the way she was rapping or whatever prior to this. Like, I see the similarities, so I think she just kind of magnified that. And I don't think nothing's wrong with it. I think just because mm-hmm. she's in the spotlight, and I think if she didn't do the weird <laughs> stuff talking about yeah. the 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 voodoo mm-hmm. doctor mm-hmm. called her and said yeah. Bond said um, it was the it was the manager shutting down all the rumors for me. It was her saying, Vaughn said, give back them chains. <laughs> it was me. It was her saying that um, the spiritual doctor and that Vaughn was not saying disrespecting spiritual people, saying that I don't believe in spiritual readings and I don't believe in that type of stuff. Because when I went to, to Louisiana, that's some of the things that I wanted to experience. Some of the first things that I wanted to experience in Louisiana because of our culture, black people's culture um, and voodooism and stuff like that in the South. And I feel like I do believe in that type of stuff, but I just feel like people can't take her seriously because of how soon it happened. And I feel like she, if she came at it with a different angle than what she did, instead of trying to antagonize and come at people in his camp and you weren't really there and just speaking like you were of the essence and you knew exactly what happened in the situation, then I think that people would have took it a different way. The fact that she was trying to read people their rights and really tell motherfuckers what the fuck was going on when she wasn't there, it makes it kind of sound unbelievable. It makes it seem like, bitch, we really can't take you seriously. That's how I feel. That's how I feel too about it. I feel like if she, I feel like if, she, her if, delivery could have been different. I feel like if she would have did what Dirk did in those first couple weeks of him passing, stayed off the internet, mm-hmm. and then came back with this snippet of her rapping and sounding just like Vine, yeah, it would have been, been, it, it would have been appreciated. Like okay, yeah. like you, you, you know, you, you paying homage, you, you love him, you miss him, you appreciate Facts. him and his craft. Like oh, we gonna keep it going versus you've been. <laughs> In some people's opinions, clout chasing yes. since he passed, yes. doing the most. I think like she wanted to just be the, involved so bad in, the his, only in thing, his death, and she was not involved, and that's what's killing her the most. You know what I'm saying? I feel like she wants to be a part of that situation. To the point she said she had a baby and had a miscarriage. Like, like y'all were really in love. I kind of think you would have said that. But t- it's not me to say what you would have said. Right. But I've grieved over, I haven't, I haven't never grieved over an ex, ex before, but um, I've grieved, you know, in my own way. And I don't feel like we need to be um, really like judging her for the way she's grieving. Let's just put that out there because everybody yeah. grieves differently. But I feel like that some of the things that she said and how she's gone about situations in this particular situation has been kind of unsettling. Yeah, I think that if she- she, I don't know if she's independent or what, but I feel like she should she should have a team, a manager, a uh, PR, uh, somebody behind her to say, "Hey, Asian, maybe we cool should talk out. about that between us." Yeah. Hey, Asian, let's let's not post that. Yeah, facts. And I don't know if she had his name tattooed on her before she got the face. 
or did she mm, get the question. face and then got the name? Because maybe someone should have been like, hey, Asian, let's not do that twice. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. So I Thanks. don't know. I wish she, you know, if there are people around her who mm-hmm. can, you can't Kinda control everybody mm-hmm. what they post, but mm-hmm. you can kind of say like, ah, hey. I don't I don't think this is best. You know? Absolutely. And it's, it's probably not best for him too. And you know, just how fans are. Like, I don't think. That's what, Dirk- that's what, that's what the manager said. The manager said like, she's ruining his legacy. Like them was her, them was his exact words coming out of his mouth when he spoke with academics. Like she's ruining his shit. And I don't feel like she's necessarily ruining his legacy. She's just adding a, but a, she's, a parody, a joke, yeah. something like, you know, whether they, they're talking about you, but they're talking about you in relation to Vine. Exactly. You know? So it's, it's it's a thing. Let's get it.